Hey everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Slowbeef. With me, of course, my good friend Aaron Ronan. Hi. My good friend Devious Vacuum. Hello. My good friend Jim. Hey everybody. <laughs> my good friend Polahoko. Hey ya. My good friend Turbo C. Oh my god, what a fucking combo. That was almost the full gambit. Wow, we find <laughs> That was beautiful. Four. Four out of six. I kind of be honest. I I ran and grabbed one because I uh, I thought this was going to be the last episode. Uh, <laughs> then I remembered that we d didn't uh, finish the reading. So there's <laughs> one more episode after this. There's one more episode. Yes. Oh, the penultimate episode, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, where were we? Uh, Rintaro, I think, came to a certain realization. Was that it? Yes, when we last left our heroes, Rintaro has realized that he has one change left to undo to bring him back to his original timeline. But in executing this change, he will condemn Makise Kurisu to being murdered. Dun dun dun. Well, that's life. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was, that's a conclusion that they sort of came to, almost. <laughs> that's a conclusion he comes to. <laughs> <laughs> kind of took him a long time to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so sad how it hits him so suddenly. Like, but he's been so focused on just like ac accomplishing this that he didn't—he—he he, he didn't even think he would make it this far in a way. Well, it's like, what does the coyote do when he catches the Roadrunner? Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that's the episode title. Write that down. Uh. Oh, and like one minute in. We're gonna we're gonna say some crazier stuff. We're gonna top that. Okay. Okay. Well, that's uh, your people challenge. people listening, you know the real answer. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> You're into future. How how funny are we? <laughs> <laughs> so Rintaro goes up to the roof of the Radicon building to think about the fact that he has to choose which one of these two girls are are gonna die. Essentially, um. And, uh, he, he's still, he, you still, like, I guess in every case, like, you can still take action to confirm, uh, that Mayuri does die in this timeline, and, and in this one, he does confirm it again. We kind of go back, and it's like, okay, we're in the timeline where, oh, what is it? She's not being, like, killed anymore, yeah, but... She has a heart attack at the comic convention. Yeah, she's still, we're still in the timeline where the universe just decides that she dies. Yeah. And um so he goes to see if she dies and he's he's with her and um she dies saving his life actually. She dies she jumps in front of a of a that CERN van that's speeding right at Rintaro. She jumps in front of it and gets hit and uh and that's how she dies this time. So they are kind of involved, I guess, because it's like those rounders that are... It's that van that they put the IBN 5100 in and everything. Yeah, I'm guessing in this timeline, they actually have the, the, the IBN 5100, so the rounders probably after that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're driving at him, and she jumps and, uh, in, in the way and hits and gets hit, and she dies. And But she, as she dies, she is happy about it because she feels like, oh, I was... I was like useful, I mm -hmm. I did something useful, and and he's not sure what she means at this time, and um, but it was like she made the choice to die in that moment, um, and so then that also complicates things because she like active she feels that she actively made the choice, and like did she? I don't know. She feels like it. Yeah. Was it fate that she chose to do this? Like she chose to save his life? Was that fate? I mean, I don't know. The attractor field pushed her. Yeah. To push him. <laughs> yeah. So, um... So then, that complicates things, and uh, Rintaro is still thinking about it, and he does inevitably explain the full situation to Kurisu. He doesn't want to, but she is like, what's your deal? What's going on? She goes up to talk to him. And, um... And he explains it, and she is very calm, and, um... She questions, now that it's happening to her, she questions the sort of world line phenomenon and like how, what it will be like from her perspective when, if it shifts to a timeline where she's dead, she wonders if she'll really die 
or if she will continue her existence from this perspective on a parallel world line. Uh, and she says to Rintaro, the world doesn't revolve around you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she gets really contemplative here. Like she gets sort of like her reaction is not what he's anticipating. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's also in a way to, uh, calm, uh, uh, Kyoma a little bit to just be like, well, look, we don't have any proof that, uh, your weird reading Steiner, as you call it, is, is even working. You know, we have, uh, no, um, objective proof because all we have is that this time travel is even working because it's one Chinibyo, um, talking over everything and then, um, uh, Suzuha, some 16-year-old girl who we can't even find anymore. Yeah. It's not like we've been to 2036 and met her there. We've only experienced, like, even Rintaro's only experienced time travel over a matter of days. And he's not exactly sure why it's working. So, yeah, and she's like, look, there's nothing to say that this is the only way how time works. Yeah, and she's also kind of like, you know... I think she's now thinking of her own existence ending, and it's difficult to conceptualize, so she's like, well, I, how could my consciousness just stop? So she's, like, trying to be like, that doesn't make sense, so this, maybe maybe it doesn't stop, and I'm continuing on this parallel world line. To me, it was obvious that she was just trying to, she was actually panicking, she was trying to calm herself, uh, that's her way of dealing with things. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah, and I, I think she also realized... She also realized in that moment that, like, he was, he felt like he had to choose between her and Mayuri, and she wanted to choose Mayuri. She didn't want to sacrifice Mayuri for herself. She wanted Mayuri to live. Um, so, yeah, so she's, you know, so she's, like, handling him. She's kind of fine fur for Mayuri, actually. (laughs) Hmm? Because they they do, they do tell Mayuri in the end, but they're kind of leaving her behind, like, the decision out of her hands, which is kind of unfair. It involves both both of them. Yeah, it, it it does. It really this this I think really highlights how unfair it is. I mean, Mayuri is younger than them, and like sixteen seems really young when you're nineteen, I guess. <laughs> 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 but she, yeah, she's just as capable as as comprehending of comprehending what's going on as they are. They sh- they really should have stuck to like their decision to not tell her though, if if they were gonna to to go back at the end and be like, oh, we decided. Um, that you're gonna live instead of her now, yeah. and we just wanted to let you know that. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up, actually. Yeah, in, in in the end, when they do tell her, they don't actually give her any choice. They just tell tell her what what they're going to do. Yeah, she gets consequences, but not a role in the decision. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but she is aware. Well, so then, right? Um, uh, Mayuri calls to check. Uh, to check in on Rintaro, and uh, he doesn't want to tell her about why he's upset. Um, and he goes to Mayuri's grandma's grave, and he finds Mayuri there talking to her grandma. And, um, or, you know, not literally, but, I mean, literally, but her grandma's not there. It's, it's her grave. Um, but, <laughs> what a twist! Yeah, her grandma's not <laughs> sitting there talking to her. Um, and Mayuri says, like, he's basically eavesdropping on her, um, and she says that she has been dreaming about all the ways that she died in all those other timelines. So the timeline, it's it's collapsing for her just like it has for everyone else in all the other timelines where they start to remember stuff. And um, and so she, he's like, oh, well, she has some awareness of what's been going on. Like he, and he feels really awful because he, he can't, he couldn't save her from those experiences. Like, they feel like really realistic dreams to her now instead of, like, lived experience. But they're very close. Like, is it really that different from a lived experience at this point? Yeah. And he starts to realize that, like, what he's been going through, he might not be that unique. It just might be, in his case, it's a much stronger effect of knowing, you know, how his consciousness transferred through these timelines. But it, it seems to... Now, this has been, like, multiple times of people retaining memories through these. Yeah. yeah, and it's just for him, it's more surface-level consciousness as opposed to everyone else. Well, of the people that we've seen, we don't know that there's probably more that can retain it uh, pretty easily. So, And then he, he talks to her, um, and I don't remember all what they, if they even talk about anything, I didn't write anything down. 
she keeps saying in this chapter how she, she doesn't want to be a burden. Yeah, and that makes her earlier words make sense. Well, she gets some good character development. Like, I was really not on board with Mayuri up until the point where she began to show some self-awareness and be like, yeah, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a bother. Or I feel like, you know, he's acting weird, but he doesn't want to tell me, am I just being a problem for everybody? Yeah, because from her perspective, Rintaro just suddenly like, became very distant and... Mm, and, yeah, and she brings that up, like, they, they used to spend a ton of time together and talk a lot. It's just that it's, for me, it's a very relatable feeling of, yeah, I'm around these people, but am I just being a burden to them? You know? Is that how you feel about Visual Novel Book Club, Pula? Yeah, every day. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> well, you don't have to, friend. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's, I think it's a relatable feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's that social imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And, and she is, you know, she is capable. And I think it's interesting to, to call back to when she figured out the thing about the pin uh, that nobody else figured out. Um, you know, Mayuri, everybody treats Mayuri like she's not capable of handling this information, but it seems like she probably is uh, just in a, in a different way. But, like, she understands the moral implications and the emotional implications, even if she doesn't understand the science. Hmm. She's smarter than she lets on, or, or smarter than some of the other characters give her credit for. For sure. And also, like, this whole, like, I feel like for a long time now, Daru has just been gone. Like, where's Daru? Oh, Where, yeah, we, we, where is ha- he? When's the last time we talked to Daru? Where, where, who's Daru? Yeah, after after we, you know, found out that he's Suzuza's dad, it, he's not as much of a player anymore. Daru just feels like a plot device. Because he's comic relief, he's not really a character. Yeah. Yeah. At least Daru appears in this chapter. Ferris and Luca are just completely gone from the custom story. Yeah. Yep. Their party's over. So. Daru goes off and has his own adventure. Yeah. Well, Daru is such a key part of this. Like, it's just it's just wild to me to think, like, that he's not being told about any of this as well. <sighs> so. <laughs> what is he going to say? He's going to make another... <laughs> Some pervert thing, yeah. yeah. He's going to make, to make another more reference. They just bring Daru in whenever some kind of magic computer shit needs to get done. And then he goes back to his room. What I'm saying is, this is how people always treat programmers. They have these big ideas for feature development, and oh, they're your friend when you can implement it for them, but oh, they just all want to talk about their ideas, and you're just there to implement it. Yeah, anyway. They send him back to his cave, creepy little pervert. <laughs> He said Tara's been arrested. Here, you do all the programming and stuff, and I'll make up all the ideas. I'll take all the credit. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Anyway, uh, later Rintaro finds Karisu lying on top of the Radicon building while it's raining. She's just sitting there. Start, it starts raining, and, and she's just still sitting there and doesn't realize that it's raining. Is, is this timeline where there's still a hole in the roof? Yeah. I think well, so, in, in yeah. The, it's definitely the artwork has a hole in the roof. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's happening. And uh, and she doesn't even notice it's raining. She's freaking out so much about how she's going to die, obviously. And uh, Rintaro goes and says, hey, it's raining. And she's like, oh, is it? Didn't even notice. Yeah. And, and then it starts to rain really hard and uh, enough to force both of them to go inside the building where they have a romantic moment. Aww. Um, I think this is. I thought this was a really good like moment about like the sewing kit. But somebody else, go ahead and describe it. Yeah, Rintaro. Um, like he's running inside and he catches his like jacket or whatever on something and it gets torn. So mm-hmm. Karisu pulls out this this sewing kit and Rintaro is just shocked that this um, brilliant scientist uh, girl would have like a sewing kit on her. Like he just he he cannot get over it. He says, "I can't believe you're you'd be uh, so dem- you'd be domestic. You're supposed to be some science loving girl." They he also makes this kind of I guess time travelers joke, where it's like it's almost like you uh, predicted that you would need this sewing kit. Like the implication that she time traveled and knew that she would need to, to have it, but no, she just has it, 
and then she sews it, it's a... I think it was something like it was dark, so they couldn't tell exactly what color thread they picked. Right. Yeah, they're sitting in the darkness of asking about how they have to take off the clothes and the thread to find to see him and put the can't in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so she just picks a color and it's a not matching color with the jacket, but it's it's fixed. It's pink, right? Yeah. It's like pink. Pink. Yeah. He says, I hope it's not pink. And yeah, that's yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> so of course it's pink. Yeah. That's right. Right, yeah. And and he's and she's like but she's also like, what do you think this is like just uh this is just a coincidence. Like this isn't it's not like a time travel thing that she like went back and was prepared this time to sew up the hole. Like it's just a coincidence, which was a just a neat moment in a story about time travel. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of stories about uh time travel, um this is a little bit off on a tangent, but a lot of times people who read through these will um will plot out the entire course and then, like, make uh, little videos or uh, clips or whatever explaining, like, what everything is like from someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. And so you get... Um, and that that's... Oren sort of reminded me of this for, like, you know, um, Rintaro might be doing his normal uh, shtick and then suddenly immediately super depressed. And I, I wish... I have to see if there's something like that out there for uh, Science Gate. Yeah, that would be interesting to see, like, what everyone else sees. Have someone have mapped out what it's like from the other perspectives. Mm. So, let's see. Um, Krisu also suggests that she has been having memories of alternate world lines. Um, and she also sort of interprets this effort as Rintaro being in love with Mayuri. Um, and she kind of, like, makes these, like, asides. She's had a lot of asides this whole time. That's like, oh, like, you love my area, and not, and not me is the implication. Yeah. Um, mm. and, uh, so she's like, I could never ask, she, she, she could never ask Rintaro to save her instead of my area. Um, and they both kind of set their resolve, and, uh, Krisu just really doesn't want Rintaro to feel bad about this decision, so she's trying to manage his emotions and like not let him know how much she's afraid to die i forget whether it's this one or the other route where she actually kind of gets mad at him no, that's the if other route he, because in the other route he he insists that um he's going to save yeah. them both yeah in this route it's it's more easy yeah and in this one she's she's sort of making sure that there's barriers between them when she doesn't want she's like she yeah. doesn't want to get too close, so like you know, when they sit down together, he sits near her, and she's like, "Don't get any closer than that," like mm-hmm. just to have like this physical distance between the two of them. Whereas you know, you know, you know, if she wasn't, if she didn't think that he he was doing this for Mayuri, I think it, you know she would probably be more open, even if she knew she was gonna die. <laughs> Look, you have a time machine; you could probably save me. Come on, let's let's just think about this let's a little more. This. So later, then, uh, when Rintaro goes back to the lab, Kurisu, I believe, texts him, or sorry, emails him a quote that's basically to do to do what has to be done. Um, and then right before Daru and Rintaro are going to do the thing, um, which is hack Echelon, or delete it, or whatever, delete the Yeah, the, emails. the entire thing was to hack in and delete the first email, which supposedly puts all this in motion. Excuse me, D-mail? Yes, email. Mm-hmm. Delete the email. Sorry, and, proprietary. Uh, Daru like sets it up and is you know like here. Pre- all you have to do is press enter and then it's done. And I wait. Want no, you to in, do in it. this in this route, route first, he tells Mayuri everything. Yeah, well, right as they're about to do it, Mayuri arrives, and that's what I was gonna say. She like no, is it? Them, right? No, it's not. No. It's, she she he goes back to the lab and and Mayuri is there and he just um and he talks to her and decides to tell her everything. Uh, because I think she she says once again she doesn't want to be a burden and yeah it's she kind of confides in him yeah it it, it talks to her about like what if there's something I am keeping keeping secret from from you that that would really hurt you if you know would, would you like to know and she says yes <laughs> oh right and then he explains it as Ho in Kyoba yeah yeah <laughs> so he d- he says everything that's happened all the horrible things but he says it in as Chunipyo mode. <laughs> I don't want to be a burden. Well, I've been driving myself insane trying to save you. <laughs> but it's really my fault. 
I've destroyed so many dreams, uh, you can't even really fathom it. <laughs> um, and and Mayuri makes a comment that uh, she thought that, she's like, is the secret that Kurisu and Rintaro are dating? Yeah. So they both think, that, yeah, about the other one. <laughs> and and so after, after, yeah, and after he does tell her, her she's really her upset, obviously. She, yeah, she wants to see Kurisu. She's like, I, I gotta, I, I need to see her. So they call Kurisu and she wants to meet them like, to a cable station like at 4 a.m. Yeah, and it's uh, like she's packed and leaving. Yeah, they go meet her and she has a suitcase with her. And they realize she's about to go back to the United States. She reassures Mayuri, like, this is, this is, the, this is what we're supposed to do. And she tells Mayuri that Rintaro loves her. <laughs> that my, Rintaro loves Mayuri. Um, mm-hmm. She just says it like that, <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> I would be, I would, I would not, yeah, I would not be above that. Like, I'm going to die for this girl. It's like, hey, by the way, yeah, your, your man <laughs> likes me. Sorry, you know, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, you're, you might forget this, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who the hell knows what goes on in this wacky world of ours? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and, uh, Prisu, she, she does say, like, just think of it as uh, me going to America because... You know, you have no <laughs> proof otherwise. <laughs> oh America is death. <laughs> yeah. I feel sorry for Chris. With I mean, the healthcare system, I might as well be dead. Hey! Scattered <laughs> oh. anew! Uh, backward and <laughs> beyond the sliding doors. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But the way they're doing it, the, the world is changing when Chris is sitting in economy class, probably. It's, it's really a sad way to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like Christ. would she splurge on like a, a deluxe ticket, or would she still fly coach on the off chance that oh, she I doesn't wonder. get erased? <laughs> what if he didn't get erased? You're like, God damn, I spent way too much money on this flight. Like two hours into the flight, it's like, Jesus, damn it! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't believe I lived. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> oh well, peanuts. I overcharged to get the. Best first class seat I could. <laughs> Ritaro, can't you do anything right? <laughs> Ritaro, can you erase me? I I charged up so many diners on my card. <laughs> I need I need you to write another email, Ritaro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do want that lottery number now. Thanks. Just one more. <laughs> this just this one. God. Uh oh. Also, when uh when Carisu tells Mayuri that Ritaro loves Mayuri. Rintaro says that he loves her back to Mayuri. Like he's like, yeah, I guess I do, which is like really unconvincing. I don't, <laughs> I don't buy this at all. Yeah, this this entire ending is unconvincing. It's it really seems like these two are just clinging to each other because they have to. Because yeah. like if they don't, then this is all meaningless. So he saves her. Sunk cost fallacy is not a good premise for a relationship. No, no, it's not. <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, I fucked up space and time to save this girl. I might as well. You know, I literally killed you. I literally killed a person and ruined three other people's lives. But, you know, <laughs> hey, you, know, you, you better be worth it. Oh, you want to break up with me after I did all that for you? Yeah, like what? <laughs> oh, my God. She better not die for some other reason. It's the time travel equivalent of ordering the lobster at dinner. It's like, <laughs> yeah. No, but... <laughs> I literally rearranged space time, but yeah, sure. I don't talk enough over dinner. That's yeah, I understand. Yeah, let's break up. Oh <laughs> friends, friends. After all that, that's literally the rest of their life. <laughs> the Reddit relationship posts. My boyfriend <laughs> fucked up space and time to try to save me, and now I don't know. Dear our relationship. My, my boyfriend, male nineteen, <laughs> completely realigned goal of existence for me, female sixteen. <laughs> I'm just kind of bored. Oh my god. God, what 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 Reddits do you think they all post on? Well, they all. I mean, I guess like, what's the modern version? What's the Reddit version of the the Chan? That they all post on, you know, like even I, even I can. Yeah, yeah, I would not know that actually. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea. Our science. When I was in grad school, <laughs> my friend's boyfriend was a was a moderator on one of the like science reddits, and I was like, wow, 
I finally met a Reddit moderator. I'm in, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'd save space time. I'd modify space time for you. Hey. Ooh. That's everyone. We're going to give out Steinsgate uh, themed Valentine's for Valentine's Day this year. <laughs> Steinsgate pickup lines. <laughs> it comes with a little lollipop and a <laughs> picture of Rintaro, and it's like, I'd, mod- I'd change the timeline for you, babe. It's like one of them, it's got a picture of Rintaro that says, Hey, I'll come and pick you up yesterday. <laughs> that, yeah, that fits. <laughs> So, they uh, they head back to the lab, and Daru hacks into CERN to delete the D-mail. As he hits the enter key, the divergence meter appears. It's over 1%, and we get uh, kind of a short ending. Mm-hmm. Just kind of some sky, and everything, and a narration from Rintaro that, like, everything worked out. Mayuri is alive. Everything went back to the way it was. And it ends with... uh, And none of us feel guilty about it. Yeah, nothing has changed, and yet, this is my utopia, is the ending. One more thing after the credits. Ah, yes, after the credits. Confirmed. Mayuri lived. They destroyed the phone wave. And Rintaro is dating her for some reason. Yeah. And uh, they get some shaved ice together, and Mayuri explains, like, she basically talks about that she's getting little memories about Karisu... But he's like, oh, that must have been an angel who told you that, or something like that. He doesn't say anything about Kurisu. (laughs) There's that, but there's also this fucked up subtext where it's like, after all of that, Rintaro is now extremely clingy with Mayuri and gets panic attacks if she just walks somewhere and and comes back. Well, at least give him a few years, man, like... I mean, how many times did she die? Yeah, I would be fucking clingy as shit. I mean, yeah. (laughs) You've been in the bathroom a long time. Are you okay in there? (laughs) Am I going to have to make another fucking time machine? You can't explain (laughs) this one to a therapist. (laughs) You can try. I mean, mean, you could, but you you know, they... They'd be like, oh, yeah, I think you may want to do some inpatient treatment from now on, yeah. Well, if you die again, like, oh my god, if she dies again, I fucking erase the one person who could build the time machine to save her. I think it would be okay, because if she died again, he'd just be like, well, it's not my fault this time. <laughs> yeah, 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 he seems like a real rational <laughs> that way. Yeah. Oh, you win some, you lose some, you can do Glass half full, that's Rindaro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So that's that's the first ending that we got of Steinsgate. I didn't like it much. No, it was not satisfying. I don't think, I don't think anybody did. It's a point thing that I think that the ending most people will get uh, if they're not following a walkthrough. Yeah, well, because the next ending... It's pretty yeah. obvious. Like, if you got this organically, I think my first thing would be like, shit, I should have been playing with a walkthrough, <laughs> which is a bad feeling. I... I wouldn't have minded so much if, like, then the the path to the, I guess, the next ending we're going to talk about weren't fairly obtuse. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's really really difficult to get it by yourself. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I I, I, I don't see a logical kind of path to it. Like, it's one of those things after the fact, yeah, right, maybe, but I I don't get how you would get this without just... Uh, Even so, you basically have to guess what the correct answer to the emails is. Yeah. And you gotta yeah. you gotta go six for six, and you, if you get any wrong, you're out. You you have to date a woman correctly, <laughs> and we all know how hard that is, right? <laughs> yeah. Am I right, fellas? Yeah, it's yeah. like you need a fucking time machine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so for our next playthrough, we basically uh, made the correct decisions all except for one in to unlock the Karisu route, I guess. Which is almost the same as the Mayuri route with some Yeah. And they were uh there were some bonus uh, some some extra material or some changed material uh in the different playthrough. So um if I guess if you want to know all the right answers to the text messages from Karisu, you can look that up online. 
Uh, but let's, I guess let's just talk about the, the extra scenes that we saw. Basically, it, it starts by the choices you make, make them have like a little back and forth in emails. Like, mm. just strengthening the small. friendship. Yeah. Uh, but then if you do that right, then you get uh, Rintaro um, comes across Kurisu crying on the phone. Yeah, this is her big character development moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When does that happen? In chapter, chapter four, she's chapter outside four. of the lab, sitting on a bench. And he runs into her, and he, like, he, he overhears her talking to someone who doesn't want to see her. And he, she, she traveled all this way, and he doesn't, you know... He's like, no, I'm not, I, don't, I don't need to see you at all. Or, you know, she, or whatever. He hears her reaction to, but you don't want to see me, and that kind of stuff. And we've... We've, we've talked about... Uh, well, did, sorry, did we say who uh, who this was on the other side of the phone? Rintar doesn't know yet. He doesn't know. He, he thinks it's a boyfriend of hers. And we don't know um, who it actually is. Oh, yeah. Uh, yet, so you know Turbo, but don't say anything. Well, we all know. But, we'll know I mean, in a minute, yeah. We'll, we'll know in a minute. It, it was funny, though, that he thought it was a boyfriend. Well, we know... No, we, we'll, we'll know who it is, but we don't... We haven't seen the character yet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, and I'm saying we, yeah. we, we might we might see that character in in the true ending. Hooray! <laughs> well, I would hope so. <laughs> um, also, but she so she doesn't say she doesn't want she doesn't talk about it at the time. She just sees Rintaro and then runs away, and so then he just goes back to the lab to read at channel some more. <laughs> and I think he he focuses like that. He specifically focuses on her username more this time. He like mentions it. To put the put put you out there in case you didn't realize. But he's, he's in the lab and she's also there and, and she's really upset and she he's trying to figure out what's wrong with her. And she she goes, I was not crying. Yeah, yeah she, I was not. She crying. runs up only to say that. Yeah, and she won't leave. She just sits on the couch and pouts, but she also won't tell him what's wrong. <laughs> so then he says some really nice things to her. Yeah, and and he keeps like um. In, in in the um, in in the um, like narration, he keeps saying about how, how he's saying all of these things just because uh, he needs her to be useful for him and just like tricking her. But obviously, he's doing it because he actually cares. Yeah, yeah. it's funny yeah, it's... how he like distance tries to distance himself or like lie to himself about how he feels about her in his narration. Um, and he's like, ah, how do I know this will work? Because I, too, have few friends. Ha 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 ha. What a mood. I love that line. <laughs> yeah, so, so it, 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 it tells her that, that she can talk to him about anything and he'll be there for her. And they all will. Yeah. So she tells him about that, that she was talking to her father, um, who she hasn't talked to, like, in years. And we've, we've had a few uh, interactions talking about uh, Carissa's father before, but um, not really anything about their relationship. So this is um, pretty interesting, I think. Yeah, she has kind of a messed up relationship with her father, where uh, she, at a young age, was showing, like, she was really smart and she wanted to get involved in the things that he was involved in so that she could discuss them with him. And this is in chapter five, by the way. <laughs> I learned time travel from watching you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> there are some other little things in between then, but I think this is like the main thing. This is the main five. thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And her father grew to resent her for it because she became better than him at the stuff. Yeah. This is fucked. She was like six in sixth grade. Yeah, said sixth grade. And uh, that they started arguing, and then eventually she just started winning the arguments. <laughs> is it too? Is it? Is it too late for this? Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's implied that that's why, basically, her parents divorced eventually. This is so <laughs> fucked. And Chris is asking, you know, like, do you think that's why you know we have such a strange relationship? And he's just, yeah, that's definitely it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like. <laughs> Rintaro is like obviously like he thinks you're you know he can't stand that you're smarter than him <laughs> and but then he's like okay she's like I want to reconcile with my father but she doesn't know how 
Uh, Rintaro obviously doesn't think very highly of her father. She's, you know, he's like, what, what well, kind of father yeah. would do this? And so he, but at the same time, he it pulls up his calendar and is like, okay, when are we doing this? So he's not like, fuck that guy. He's like, okay, well, when are you going to go see him? Like, let's go. I'll go with you. I'll go. And he goes, I'll go anywhere in the world, but I don't have passport or money. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the first version of Meatloaf's I'd do anything for love. (laughs) 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 Then she tells him it's in in, in, in Aomori and he's upset about that. Yeah, it's (laughs) too far away. away. Yeah. But he's like, I'll go with you to Aomori. And uh, she does want him to come with her, and she's touched by. It. I-, I love how he's like such a, and this, like he's like, I'm gonna fix it. Like, let me fix it. I'll fix it. We'll go. I'll go with you. I'll fix it for you. <laughs> it's cute. Sorry, I just can't get over losing the argument with the six year, the sixth grader. <laughs> of course, they got divorced. Yeah, I mean, really, you know? yeah. And that's also kind of implied in there is that like during this whole thing of him treating his sixth grade daughter like crap, the mother's like, okay, yeah, I think I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> shit. I I just I can't, I'm even trying to put myself in those shoes. Like if if like you know I just like what my I would say or my wife would say if we lost the argument with our daughter in sixth grade. Like, what do you mean lost the argument? You know what I mean? Like, uh, what do you mean you lost a science argument? Hold on, wait, back up. You know, ugh. But I guess. Oof. The tweets I'd write. Sorry. <laughs> it's hard to relate because none of us have, like, a life's work, you know? Like, this guy was just, like, all about time travel, and I guess he didn't do anything else with his time. You know? He didn't... He didn't. That was his big I, thing. But, like, I don't know. I guess, not that I've been a parent that long, but you have this inherent sort of thing where you want your kids to do better than you. Right? Like, I thought so. <laughs> Yeah, like if like if seriously, if one of my kids in sixth grade like just went through fucking bloodborne without dying, I'd be like, This is the shit. Are you serious right now? Look at this. Fuck me. You know? I mean they'd have to be recording and talking over it. Too. You know, like that just like It's more like what if your kid in sixth grade got a job at your company and became your boss? But even with that, I mean, like, there are a lot of shitty parents out there who get jealous of their own kids. I mean, that's a yeah. thing that happens. This is just yeah. a really yeah. shitty person. That's you know this guy. This guy sucks, and he's like, yeah. You know, hopefully the rest of us have had like decent parents or are right. decent parents. So like that isn't something that would happen. Like I can understand getting a little upset about that, but after like taking a few seconds to cool off, you'd be like, okay, that's kind of cool. Or that he would never deal with it because it's been you know she's what eighteen, nineteen now, and sixth grade is like twelve. So. He's had, like, seven or eight years to deal with this, and he still hasn't? Like, that's too much. Yeah, she, she said that after her father left, um, she became depressed until her mother uh, decided to move them to the United States. And that was, like, <laughs> eight years ago, and she hasn't spoken to her father since. And probably, you know, I don't know, so who knows from his perspective, but it would be more likely that he wouldn't even acknowledge that the reason why he treated her so bad was because he was jealous. Yeah. To him, it was probably just like, oh, no, I was too busy with work, and I just didn't have, you know, I didn't have time for, for children or family or oh, yeah, stuff, yeah. and that's why I'm not married and I don't have a relationship with my daughter. Like, he would never actually realize, like, oh, no, I got, I totally felt inferior and, and started, and, you know, completely putting all this, of my own issues on my daughter, and now she has had to deal with it for a lot of, all this time. Or maybe everyone knew, and that's why he was rejected by the scientific community. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you got, a, you got played by a grade schooler. Nah, you don't get to publish here. <laughs> he made the mistake of ranting to people the next day, and now they just won't let him live it down. Yeah. Or he was just like, oh, I totally won this argument, right? And people are like, uh, no, 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 you did not. No, uh, that's that, totally wrong. Absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he would do. He would, like, get somebody at work to referee and be like, no, you lost. <laughs> he was a time travel researcher, right? And and she obviously must have won the arguments because she was like, time travel's impossible. And now it turns out time travel is real. So how about that complicated emotion? <laughs> that's... <laughs> yeah, that's something. I guess dad. I guess dad's not so stupid anymore. He yelled at his fifty, like his my eighth grade daughter. Sorry, yeah. But um, and yeah. that's why I founded CERN. In surpassing him, like she is able to do, like she's doing the thing that he has been trying to do this whole time, right? Theoretically. Well, she's about to be erased. Is the thing. 
Well, yes. Well, not not well, not on this timeline, right? Well, yeah. but the, uh, the another scene that is different in chapter ten when they're talking and they're wet on the stairs. Kurisu calls Rintaro a motherfucker in English. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It is extremely good. They let Rintaro say fuck, and I am happy <laughs> about it. Honestly, it's really funny. <laughs> Just, just like pulling motherfucker out of nowhere is so funny because it's just like a kid using the worst swear that they know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so as like we referenced earlier, he talks about saving both of them. Yeah. Before that, I mean, throughout the game, the, the big scenes are in the beginning, but throughout the game, there are like all kinds of like little divergences from the regular playthrough, where it just shows that she cares about him more, or more obviously. Um, basically because, yeah, because he agreed, I agreed to go with her to meet her father. Yeah, and she references that multiple times in other little moments. And, um, when, uh, she reacts a little differently to the part where Rintaro admit that, like, is trying to figure out that he has to agree to be Luca's boyfriend for three days or whatever, she's more sensitive uh, to it and is like, well, do you like anybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, he's like, I don't think so. Being a teenager is just the worst. I'm really glad that's over. Yeah. yeah. And then when when he goes to do his things with Moika, um, she's really upset. He he doesn't contact her. She's she's really worried about oh, yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then plays the same until the circus scene, um, where, where they have a big fight. Yeah. Um, and Rintaro's like, no, I'll figure it out. I'll figure out how to save both of you. And, um, yeah, it's a lot more emotionally charged. But it's still all, like, it's, it was a little more awkward after having it, having seen it the first way to see it this way, because it all kind of, like, ends similarly, and it just feels weird, because it's like, and then it was over, and then they, and then we moved on, and, like, there was this big explosive argument. No, and in, in this, in this, in this timeline, she actually, she, she walks away, like, mad from him, I think. Yeah. 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 Mm. Oh, yeah, instead of, it's like, in the, in the first ending, she told him to leave. Because he, yeah. he, he can't over it, he, he, he can't get over it, he's, he's, he, he wants to save them both. And he's not willing to, like, give, give her up. And they're both their their emotions are a lot more afraid. Like they're trying to be like in the first time we see this, that they're trying to sort of be noble about it and not betray too much. But now, like they're, mm. they're they've got these raw emotions that are so close to the surface that are they're coming through right now in anger. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he does try all these ways to save Mayuri using the time leap machine. And I, he even, I think, li- lists out some of them in, like, absurd ones. But he, he, like, tries again, like, multiple times to try to figure out some other way to save her from dying. Like, I remember there was one where they they take her to the hospital before she has the heart attack. Yeah, he takes her to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, he gets her admitted. Yep. Even though she's healthy. Yeah. And the one where it takes her overseas. And- oh, yeah, it goes to, like, South America or something. Yeah. I want to see that one. I want to see how that played out. Like, does she just get, like... I don't know. Well, she died. Spoiler. (laughs) Way to go. I didn't know that. (laughs) Uh, Go back a couple days. He realizes, just like the other endings where he repeats over and over again, um, in the end, all he's doing is running away. Um, Yeah, it's implied that he's spending months doing this. Like it's a, it's a very short narrative sequence, but it implies he's like spending months of his time trying to save her. Yeah, and at the end, he's only going back twenty six hours. He's not even going back the full, mm-hmm. the full amount he can. Oh yeah, and so and then he's like, "Well, I'm not really trying," and he's like, "Maybe I've accepted this at this point." Yeah, he gets to a point where seeing her die no longer faces him. Yeah, he said it's it's almost like he was he's a gamer trying a particularly hard section of the game. <laughs> I we can all relate, right? <laughs> Am I right, gamers? If only you could save scum your life. So then he is in the lab, um uh and Karisu I guess comes up and is like, Are you trying Wait, to I just I just thought about the time they went to South America. So basically, they went to South America, she died, and then they had to fly <laughs> back to get to the time. Yeah, he did. 
Oh my god, wow. I hadn't thought yeah. of that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a fucked that, up yeah. flight back. That, that's me no quote. Or maybe he called Daru, like, can you send a Gmail? Just tell me not to go to <laughs> No. <laughs> oh my god. So then there's this very important scene here where uh, Rintaro is, is in the lab after after realizing this and, and all of his efforts to save Kurisu. And uh, she talks to him and uh, he they're talking and Rintaro realizes that uh, he's in love with Kurisu, which is why he can't deal with her dying. I like and this. And they kiss. Sorry, God. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You tell tell me the, nice. tell me the story. Tell me what happened. Uh, so if I remember, no, yeah, that that no, I was gonna say yeah. I remember that part for sure. No, because she, I think she like she kisses him first, right? And she's yeah. like, I just want to make sure you remember this. Then if like if I'm, you know what I mean? Like if this is if I'm gonna be erased or whatever, I want to make sure you remember me. She tells him to close to close his eyes and doesn't get it until until she actually kisses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, you know. You have all these fantasies in your head, so I know you built up your first kiss. So you're definitely gonna remember that. Yeah, one. that's right. She, yeah, she's like, and then didn't she go into like the science of it too, like why he'd remember it or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he says, and then he says, well, it's not actually my first kiss. And and then his narration is like, I gotta go for it. And then he <laughs> says, I guess we'll have to do it again. Good shit. I'm sorry. Like I, I totally. It's extremely good. Yeah, I'm. I was totally down with this. And, like, this uh, whole sequence, like, the whole thing of, of sort of... Because it, we're compacting it for time, but, like, the, it is a nice sort of drawn-out sort of sequence that, that really makes a lot of... Like, has a lot of emotional weight to it. Yeah. Whereas, like, you didn't have any of this with the Mayorian. No. Yeah. No. No. It, it, or Ferris. Or any... You know what I mean? This is, like, the one that's, like... Yeah. This is... Yeah. This is... Yeah. Yeah. This is the true love story, for sure. Yeah, because the entire reason that we get close with Kurisu is we kind of realize that she is the one that has always been helping us through this like every time see like the way I look at it is there's a big there's a big fat Japanese guy with a cigar and he's telling the writer of Stein's Gate like nah 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 you make these Otomi visual novels you gotta have you gotta have this Rintaro guy hook up with all the girls you know and then they write it and he's like no see though this is the only ending that works thinking he convinces the, the um Hoshi, let's call the guy with the cigar. And then, but at the end, of course, Hoshi's like, yeah, whatever, just ship it, you know. But I think it was a good effort <laughs> either Paisano. way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Rocco Takahashi, we'll call him. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I like that you pointed out that he had the cigar. What happens next? This is a really heartbreaking scene. Yeah, it is. So Mayuri doesn't come with him to see her off at the airport. They just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she still does the leaving for America thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but she doesn't want to see Mayuri or Daru in this one. She's just like, listen, you're going to see me off, and that's it. It's because I, I can't deal with them right now. And by the way, by leaving for America thing, you mean leaving for America? Yes. Oh, all right. Anyway. Okay. Good. Well, yeah, Welcome I guess. to America. So, then... Of, they they have it all set up. They're 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 Daro has it set up, and Rintaro is doing his speech again, right as he's gonna press the enter key. And as his hand oh, is yeah. moving to touch the enter key, it's already started moving. Kurisu bursts into the lab and says, "We didn't say goodbye." And then he presses the button. <laughs> and Rintaro goes, "I kissed that girl." Oh. And also, um, she never actually told him how she felt. He tells her, but she doesn't actually say it. She just kisses him. And oh, uh, yeah. she's like, oh, and I think something at the end was like, I also, and then that's when it just fades to black. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, I hate it. Aw. And the beta timeline is restored, and Rintaro realizes what just happened, and he immediately breaks down crying over yeah, he's, he's trying to like give a victory speech in his That's right. Kiyoma mode, and then Mayuri says that his his face actually looks like he's about to cry. <laughs> it's really sad. It is. Yeah, and Mayuri and Daru comfort him while he cries over it, and the ending description I think is about the same. Otherwise, they say that they 
destroyed the time leap machine and the or they destroyed the phone yeah. wave. In in both time, I think it finds the um, article that um, about Chris's murder, and I think Daru tells him that the police actually questioned him because he was there. Yep. Mm. He was the one that found the body. But yeah, that's the ending. True ending. What a downer. <laughs> it's really sad. I can't. I can't fucking believe that they played with our hearts like this and had her say it right. <laughs> Who's about to push the button? Oh my god! What are they? What do the kids say? Like I can't believe Mucky's Karate is fucking dead. But <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, so next time, the true ending. <gasps> yeah, and not much to do. Just go back to that last um, choice where I told you to to fuck it up and choose the correct one and you will get the true ending <laughs> what do we think is gonna happen it's just a straight read through there's no choices in the true ending um, I don't know I, I think that what's gonna happen is something that I think should have happened in this ending um, so we're left with kind of this goodbye to Karisu but I think it would have been more engaging be- because Karisu was told that she's gonna be murdered or she was murdered in the other timeline and it never kind of comes to anybody to be like well who did it like if you're gonna go back to the time where i was murdered can you like if this is hard for you could you just like figure out who did it you know could you be the one who did it look this isn't fucking ghost trick okay we're not we can only fix one person here (laughs) isn't it (laughs) come on can it be ghost trick can we just make the game ghost trick isn't ghost trick so good but, um... <laughs> yeah, Every game should be Ghost Trick. If only there was somewhere you could watch a playthrough of me and Jim playing real... Tr- anyway, sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alright. I was just gonna say, I, I think that... See, it is implied, even though, like, in order to save um, Mary, he had to jump timelines, but it isn't implied that, um, you know... Curse who has to die in that timeline. I don't know if she's as fated to. It, so I think my my guess is just that I think there's because there are other time travelers out there. Someone else is going to have to get involved uh, in order to to save um, Kurosu. Who do you think that person is that has to get involved? I think Suzuha's coming back. Oh, I think it's Kurosu's hmm. dad. Oh, really? I think okay. they have to get Kurosu's dad to invent time travel so they can save her. Um. I think Suzuha is the one who is her assassin, though, so she'll be involved somehow. Yeah, like it could be because, like, but but I mean, she is John Titer, right? Is I think it's yeah. implied that she's John Titer, and she was both times John Titer. So she's, I think, like it wasn't just the one time she came back, and then that <laughs> got changed, and now she's never doing it again. What's a Titer? Always a Titer. <laughs> <laughs> I I. All right, I guess I was the only person who couldn't stay, who got impatient and just went with the, went for it, and already knows what happened. So, well, I I, I already yeah, me, me and Tubo. Okay. Well, I mean, Aaron already knows, and I already know. Yeah, people who know what happens don't have to say anything. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I, I read it only. To well, the, I don't know the ending we're supposed to. All right, folks. Well, we will see you next time for the true ending and our thoughts and the ending of Steins Gate. And this will get posted in June or something. So, 2020. (laughs) Place your bets. Everybody go out and vote. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you eat lots of turkey. All right. (laughs) Later. El Saikon Guru. El Saikon Guru.